What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to my social life. This is the podcast where we teach you how to grow on social media by talking to people who have actually done it. I'm your host, Jacob Kelly. As always, today's podcast is powered by Surf. And today is a takeaways episode. And if you're new here, what a takeaways episode is, is where I sit down and break down those recent podcast episode of the week. And today we're discussing my conversation with Corey Tunge. Now, if you haven't had a chance to listen to the full podcast yet, no worries. A quick rundown on who Corey is. Corey is a creator from Montreal, Canada. He creates skits videos using his green screen. He does video game skits, I should say, using his green screen. He's got over 4 million followers on TikTok, over 2 million subscribers on YouTube. I'm very appreciative of him jumping on the podcast. It was a super last minute DM I sent him and he was all game to come on the podcast. He recently had, um, he was getting over an illness. He was on antibiotics. He couldn't talk two days ago um, and he was willing to come on the show as soon as he could talk. So shout out to Corey for, for taking the time to jump on the podcast and get through my takeaways that I have from my conversation with him. Um, we'll try and get you out of here in 10, 15 minutes. As always, I literally had my conversation with Corey. I usually give it a couple days before I do these takeaways episodes, but I literally had my podcast with Corey. We started six hours ago. Um, I just finished editing the full podcast and I'm recording this now because I'm going on a vacation tomorrow. And so I want to get this episode done. Um, unedited and the takeaways done. So I'm recording this 10 PM. My train leaves tomorrow morning at quarter to seven. So I gotta be up at five 30. So I gotta be up pretty soon. So let's get this podcast recorded. Like I said, 10 few minutes, we'll get these takeaways to you and we will get you and I on our way. So the first podcast or the first takeaway, I'm a little tired. So that might happen. The first takeaway that I have for my podcast with Corey is you can build depth with your audience through trends. You know, a lot of people don't think you can but it is possible. And the way you do that is by layering your personality on top of a trend. Just doing a trend carbon copy isn't enough for you to actually build depth with your audience. That's not going to cut it. But if you're able to find ways where you can make this trend unique, make it your own, that's how you're going to build depth with your audience and connect with them through trends. I think you can't just follow trends to grow or to build depth. I do think you need a little bit more than that. Trends can help you grow quickly and you are able to build some depth, not as much depth, I don't think with your own unique content, but you are still able to do it. An example for Corey. So what he does is he has multiple characters in his skits. So he'll be doing a trend in a skit and he'll like interrupt himself doing the trend as another character and just little things that no one else does with their trends. Corey's able to do and that allows him to build a connection with his audience that other people don't won't necessarily just by doing the trend straight up. He finds ways to, to make it his own, to make it unique, to stand out and connect with his audience. Now, my next takeaway from my conversation with Corey is how often he posts and how long it takes him to make a video. Corey is posting every single day and it takes him four to five hours to make a TikTok. Now, I think for a lot of the uninitiated, and I don't necessarily think you aren't the uninitiated. I think you, if you're listening to the show, you, you probably understand this, but so many people just don't understand that the amount of work that goes into being a content creator, even for TikToks. Now, Corey's, you might might gather that because you know, he's got green screen, he's got some effects and things like that. So you might have, like, even for the uninitiated, you probably figure that video takes a little while to make. But, like, I don't think people would ever guess that someone spends 45, four to five hours a day making a TikTok and doing it every single day. And I understand that you're like, oh, well, you know, regular job is nine to five, that's eight hours. I get that. But this one, I would imagine is four to five intensive hours. And that doesn't factor in anything else with being a content creator. That doesn't factor in brand deals and emails and the back and forth and the collaborations and all of the other parts of being a content creator. This is the main part, obviously, but there's so many other pieces that are involved. And I just don't think some people realize the amount of work that is required to be a content creator. 
another thing that people don't realize, which is in my next takeaway, here's like the little things in videos that you probably don't catch. You know, for Corey, Corey does it one for a couple of reasons. He does it one for fan service. So he'll drop little Easter eggs in his videos because a lot of his, video, his videos are related to video games. So he'll drop Easter eggs that diehard fans of the video games will catch in his videos. And he does that for two reasons. One, just for fan service to, to please the diehard fans of those video games when they see his videos. But two, when the fans do catch that, they comment that in his video. Uh, they comment that on the video. And when they comment that, one, it adds engagement to the comment. And two, while they're commenting that, the video is often playing in the background, which is increasing the watch time on that video. Then on top of that, we didn't actually talk about this, but I'm assuming this is another component. Once that comment has been made and other people are reading the comments in the video and they see somebody call out an Easter egg that they noticed, or they see somebody call out an Easter egg that they didn't notice, they're going to leave the comments, go back to that video and watch it again until they can see that Easter egg. And so it's adding watch time for the commenter. It's adding watch time for people that read that comment. And so that's what Corey does. One, it's just to make, to, to, for, like, get for fan service, it's a more enjoyable experience for diehard fans, but then it's also increasing the watch time, which is increasing the metrics would help push that video out there even further. And, you know, with these little Easter eggs and things like that that Corey has in his videos, those aren't by accident. Nothing he does in his videos are by accident. That's because he's fully scripting every single TikTok that he posts. And he's not just scripting the dialogue. Like he read, if you haven't listened to the podcast, I highly recommend you do so. It'll be the one right below this podcast if you go to My Social Life and your podcast app. But he read us a, one of his scripts. And, you know, it's it's probably more thorough than a lot of people who script on TikTok. You know, for me, granted, I'm a little bit different. I don't do skits. I, I script script. I script my videos, but I don't make skits. So I will script mine and I just write the dialogue and then I riff on that. Nothing else is scripted. But for Corey, he scripts the dialogue if it's needed. He scripts the camera angles. He scripts the sound effects. He scripts his expression and he scripts his expression by using emojis. You know, put the emoji because sometimes it's hard to describe the facial expression you want. So he just puts an emoji in a script because it's easier to understand what the emotion the emoji is trying to convey than trying to type out the emotion. And so he'll put all of that in there. So it's in there for when he's scripting his, or for when he's filming his TikToks, he could reference his script. When he's editing his TikToks, he could reference the script to see exactly the shot he wanted, the angle he wanted, the music, the sound. It's all in there and it's all intentional and it all serves a purpose. And so I think for you, you don't necessarily have to do what Corey does and script every single piece of your TikTok, but I think taking a couple of minutes before you film to kind of lay out a plan can just up-level your TikTok that much more. If you know where you're going, if you're doing things with intention, yes, you can do things off the cuff. Like my friend JT Barnett, who has grown an engaged audience, literally just having an idea for a video and then just riffing off the cuff in his car and it works for him, but it doesn't necessarily work for everybody. And so I encourage you just to give it a shot. Try scripting it out. Try just laying out the plan for your video, even the structure of your video and seeing how that up levels the storytelling you're able to do in your videos. Well, <clears throat> I don't know how my voice there in your videos. <laughs> the next thing I thought was interesting, and I didn't even guess this, you know, usually you can tell when somebody records entirely on their phone. And I couldn't tell that with Corey. I remember watching his videos and I wasn't a hundred percent sure if he recorded with a DSLR or an iPhone. Cause it was so clean and so clear. And it turns out he's using an iPhone. All of his videos, especially all of his green screen videos, are shot using an iPhone, which is crazy. Corey Tunge, C O R E Y T O N G E. If you remember watching one of his videos, go and check them out. Like the the quality on the videos is impressive, and he says that like it's not the camera that allows him to do that; it's actually the lighting. He has four high powered lights that he has when he films, and I understand you might not necessarily have four high powered lights, but you have the sun. 
so you can stand in the window. Your iPhone is good enough. You just have to learn how to use it properly. And I think we're even seeing that more with TikTok. And again, JT's another creator I referenced in the podcast with Corey, where JT hired a videographer to follow him around at all of VidCon. And that creator used an iPhone vertically. And that was it. That was what JT hired. And Corey is just just proof that you can achieve so, so much with an iPhone. The quality of those videos, of his videos, is bananas, especially when you factor in it's an iPhone. It just kind of gave me the confidence of like, you know what? Maybe I should start using the iPhone. And they always like, JT's talked about this and Corey talked to us on podcast. Like, it's just so much easier with an iPhone because you can just airdrop it to yourself. You know, you can record the one clip you need. You don't have to like remove your SD card and put it in, put it in your computer and drag the files and over. Just airdrop it and you're there. So it's encouraging me to, to not film with my DSLR anymore to start using my cell phone more. You know, I tried it briefly and then I stopped. But I think I should bring it back filming with the cell phone. It probably allow me to make TikToks. I've been making TikToks for the last little while because I was like traveling and then I moved and then I just kind of fell off the bandwagon. I haven't got back on it. Um, but maybe I'll have to start using the iPhone because, you know, it looks good and it's easier. So why not? And on that too, like one thing with Corey is like sound design is so important. That's why he scripts it in his, in his, uh, in his, in his scripts for his videos. But one thing Corey has an advantage is he's unbelievable at making sound effects with his mouth. Like there's one he did in the podcast. It was like, or something like that. And I was just like, that was wildly impressive. And I totally didn't realize that like the sound effects in his videos is him actually making those sounds. I thought they were like added on after the fact, but no, those are like the sounds he makes while he records. And so the sounds in your video is another way of connecting with your audience that you don't necessarily think of. You know, I have a good friend, Jamie Lee, and he's actually a past guest on this podcast and co-founder of Deep Social Brands with Deepak Sharma, who's another podcast alum. Um, and Jamie actually, I was just watching earlier today, one of his TikToks, and he was talking about how like audio is more important than your video. If you have a more high quality audio, if you have to prioritize between a high quality audio and a high quality video, prioritize getting a high quality audio because people can tell when your audio audio is really good and people can tell when your audio is really bad. People can't necessarily tell, like in this case, whether you're using a phone or a DSLR, right? But they can tell if you're using a good mic versus not, not. And it just makes a more enjoyable experience when the audio sounds really good. So as a creator, you should be prioritizing audio probably more than you are. Another thing too, for my conversation with Corey that I think about is you can take inspiration as a creator from anywhere. You know, if you like creators, we often feel like we have to, especially digital creators, your influences have to come from digital media because you're not the old media. But Corey was talking about one of his influences is Jim Carrey, Mike Myers, and Scary Movie. All traditional, two traditional celebrities in a traditional film. Traditional film <laughs> and a movie. Um, and again, as, as digital creators, we, I feel like we can't look to the past. We can't look to other industries because they don't get digital media. And so we have to take our inf- inspiration from digital media. But I disagree with that. And Corey's showing that. You know, If you can take old media take lessons from it and apply them to, dig- to the digital age, that's going to allow you to set yourself apart. You know, the the movie industry has been around for over a century. So they have figured some things out about consumers and what they like that the digital industry might not have figured out yet. And so you can take lessons from the old industries and apply them to today and allow them to set yourself apart. Two other things I will talk about quickly here before we wrap up this podcast. One is that Corey does not look at his views for 24 hours. 
He doesn't look at his views in his video until he's posting the next one. And he does that for mental health reasons. You know, he doesn't want to have his day dictated by how many views he gets. He's going to post a new video tomorrow regardless. So what's the point in letting today's video upset him? He just posts the video. The only time he will check TikTok is when he wants to make sure his video didn't get taken down for like for violating community guidelines. Because sometimes TikTok does that, even though you don't violate its whole thing. But and when he does that, he covers the views on his phone. Like he showed me, he's like, here, look, like he showed me his phone today, when he was, uh, his TikTok, and he covered the numbers so he couldn't see them. And I think that's so smart. I think as a creator, you know, you can't let the numbers get you down. And as much as we say they don't, they get every single one of us down. And so just not just posting. I mean, I think there's some other, like with not looking at it for 24 hours, obviously like there's some things where it's like, you should be replying to the comments on your video and all these things. But like, I think at the end of the day, like, yes posting and then ghosting for 24 hours probably isn't the best thing in the world algorithmically, but it's a much better thing for you mentally. And I think because Corey does that, it's allowed him to post every single day for over two and a half years, spending four to five hours making a video because he doesn't let the views get him down because he doesn't prioritize the views and looking at them. If that makes sense. I think you should do the same, not looking at your view count for 24 hours. Something I'm not good at. I do not have that kind of self-control and I know it's tough, but I think it's important to do that, to not look at your views, to not be, to not let your self-worth and your happiness be dictated by the views. For Corey, his way around that is just to not look at the views at all. And by not looking at the views, ultimately he stops caring about them really because he's not worried about looking at them. And my last takeaway from my conversation with Corey is his approach to taking the jump to full-time YouTube. And I think, because right now, if you look, a lot of short form creators are struggling with long form. Making that jump is a lot harder than people think it is. And I haven't seen a lot of people do it well. People that come to mind off the top of my head, Isaiah Photos done a pretty good job at that. Uh, Lean Beef Patty's done a great job at that. Um, I'm trying to think of anybody else. I mean, like Dixie D'Amelio did, but like once you get to that level, it's a little bit of a different story when you're Charlie D'Amelio, Dixie D'Amelio, like they're huge. And so that, that's a bit of a different equation. But for Corey, what his game plan is, is he's going to take his, he's going to make a long form version of his TikToks. And for Corey, he has the benefit of his long, his short form content could be extrapolated and turned into long form. A lot of these creators don't have that ability. If you're dancing, Posting an eight-minute dance video isn't going to work, and people have only watched you dance. So there's no no precedent for them wanting to watch you vlog. For Corey, there's precedent for people wanting to watch his skits. So if he extends the length of his skit, there's a chance people will watch that. He said he's tried to do the vlogs, but he got two million subscribers and gets about sixty thousand views. Those could obviously be better. So he's trying something new with his skits. He's keeping the skits. Yes, it's a quote unquote long form, about two two and a half minutes. So it's longer than thirty seconds. And it's going to allow him to kind of gauge audience, his audiences, like gauge how much they are interested in a, in a longer form skit. And for Corey, we talked about some podcasts, it's all going to come down to his thumbnail because if people recognize him and his skits, then they'll be fine watching a longer form skit, but he just needs to get them to click on the thumbnail to be in that skit. Cause unlike a YouTube short where it gets served to them automatically, they have to make the decision to watch that video. So it's going to come down to his title and his thumbnail, but I think it's smart. And my big takeaway here is as a short form creator, the long form jump is a natural progression you're going to want to make. And so the thought process here is in how do you make that jump when you're ready? It's make sure you think of that jump in the beginning. Make sure when you're thinking of content, 
for your short form, there is a long form equivalent you could make that makes that jump more seamless. Like I said, if you want to be a dancer, it's tough to go dancing on TikTok for 15 seconds to posting eight, nine, 10, 12 minute videos of dancing or vlogs or whatever. You don't know if there's a press, there's no precedent for your audience wanting that type of content. So you're really starting from scratch. And a lot of people don't realize that they think that because they have 2 million followers on TikTok, they're going to get 500,000 subscribers on YouTube that want to watch all of their shit. And the truth is they don't. You know, I was at VidCon recently and I was talking to a friend who had a booth close to the autograph session. He's like, you know, there's a TikToker that came by with 5 million followers at the meet and greet. And there was pretty much nobody that came to see him for a two hour meet and greet. He stood up there alone with no line and no people for almost two hours. Obviously the, the occasional person come, but like TikTok, if you don't do it right, you can build a huge following, but you don't have a huge community. And that translates to other platforms like YouTube. So one, you have to build, create, figure out content that can build depth with your audience and make sure that content allows you to jump to a long form. There's a longer form version of the content that can exist that your audience will still be interested in because that jump is not easy. And I'm seeing a lot of successful short form creators not make that jump. And I'm excited to see how Corey makes that jump because I think he has a good plan to make that jump seamless. So I'm going to keep an eye on him. I hope you keep an eye on him. If you want to check out Corey and his long form content or even his short form content, you can find him. He's at Corey Tunge. I'll make sure everything's linked in the show notes down below so you can find it. If you'd like to follow me, you can find me everywhere on social media at the Jacob Kelly. Feel free to come and say hello. My DMs are always open. If you did enjoy today's podcast, be sure to leave us a positive rating interview. Share this episode with a friend and subscribe to the show. I put up brand new interviews every single Tuesday and a brand new takeaways episode like this as an audio exclusive where I sit down and break down the most recent podcast episode of the week every single Thursday. As always, today's podcast is powered by surf thank you so much for listening to this podcast we'll talk soon